This is episode 10 of Real Shift Radio with special guest Dana Cataldi. Are you ready for the shift? Are you ready for security, balance, and freedom to do the things that you want to do? It all starts with the shift. My name is Dominic Labriola. I'm a real estate broker and developer, and each week I sit down to speak with the most inspiring people in the real estate industry to bring you stories of shift, successes, challenges, aha moments, and overall best practices to help you live your best life. This is Real Shift Radio. Welcome back, shifters, to episode 10 of Real Shift Radio, and thank you for taking some time in your day to listen in. Today's episode brings a very bright star from the Los Angeles real estate market, Dana Cataldi, an associate partner with Partners Trust in Brentwood. Dana came from a background in Manhattan radio as Howard Stern's babysitter and shifted into the real estate business after relocating to Los Angeles to be closer to her mom. I think you're going to love hearing Dana's story. She's someone who is definitely keeping it real. As a mother to four and a highly productive agent, she isn't messing around, but she's definitely having fun in the process. She speaks candidly about how she uses scheduling and time blocking to fit everything into her busy days, how she's defined on paper her core values, her ideal client, her ideal partner, and her ideal week. She brings her authentic self to everything she does. I think you're going to learn a lot from Dana about setting boundaries, finding fulfillment in your life through positively touching others, and the great things that unfold through getting real with yourself. This episode is packed with great mantras and habits, so keep a pen and paper close by as I think you're going to find lots of inspiration from Dana. Without further ado, here she is. I have Miss Dana Cataldi with me in the studio today. Thank you for joining me, Dana. I am so happy to be here. Thanks awesome. for having me. Dana, you are an associate partner with Partners Trust Real Estate. And yes, I am. You have been a realtor for how many years? I started in 2007 after a really long career in working radio. Ah. And um, I sort of took the leap of faith knowing that I couldn't travel anymore in my job. And because I had four kids that were under the age of seven. So I figured I'd love people and I adore, I've always been in sales and I thought it'd be a great fit. So awesome. I, made, I made the move. That's incredible. So. With your radio career, were you in Los Angeles or were you somewhere else? I was in New York. Okay. So I was in New York working in Manhattan and um, worked for a company called MJI that was then acquired by Clear Channel mm-hmm. and I worked on the Grammy Country Music Awards and awesome. I also sold syndicated product. And my first big babysitting job was babysitting Howard Stern. Ah. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> How fun. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that, and then let's jump into the real estate side yeah. of things. So, uh, so I did that for a long time. I uh, worked in Manhattan, and um, ultimately with my kiddos, um, they were all young. We lived in Connecticut, so I was doing the commute. And with that and the travel, um, I was able to sort of make a lateral move out to LA with the same job. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got out here, I just realized that, again, the travel was not gonna, wasn't, it was just, it was too difficult. So um, I ended up working the two, two jobs, and I said to myself, when I get my first listing over a million dollars, I will make the leap 100% to real estate, mm-hmm. which I did. Great, and when did that happen? That was pretty much within the first six months. Great. Yeah, which was great. 
Cool. And I was the third agent in, and we got it sold with an amazing testimonial. <laughs> Great. And what company did you start with at that point? In real estate? Uh-huh. I was at Sotheby's. Okay. So uh, Nick Siegel, as you know, who's our, our founding partner here, he was my manager. Great. And, you know, he and I have always been so simpatico. We, we come very, I think, how we operate is so similar as far as ethics and our moral compass and all those accountability. And, um, you know, when he started Partners Trust and left, I was one of the first seven to join him here. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so you are a mom to four. I am a mom to four. Tell me how do you fit everything <laughs> in. <laughs> okay, so I am a huge... I really walk a tightrope between being incredibly and uber responsible to also having to be a little bit spontaneous because, as you know, with clients, with kids, you know, you don't really own your calendar. So, um, but I am a huge ambassador of scheduling. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is I block my time and, you know, I make sure that the time I have is going to the things that I either adore to do, the people I love to be with, my clients, or... You know, you know, or whatever else it may be, but it, I have to have it blocked. I yeah. have to schedule it. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of talk a little bit about your real estate practice. You, um, you've kind of centralized yourself in the Westwood area and, um, and, and in Brentwood and kind of that central part of town. Do you feel like that's most of your... It's funny. I, it's funny. I think I started in Westwood because I, I lived there and uh-huh. my kids went to school there. So I have a community there with the soccer and, the, and family, friends and all of that. However, it's funny because right now my, I, my ambassador pool, my referral base is all over. Uh-huh. So this year I did deals in, in Redondo Beach, wow. Topanga, Westwood, Santa Monica, Brentwood, Mar Vista, um, basically so all over town. So it, it was it was sort of lining up in Westwood, but now mm-hmm. it's based on where my, my referrals are because, you know, I love my clients and they refer me amazing people. So I will actually travel to wherever sure. they, they want to be um, to work with them. Cool. Good. All right. I'd like you to share with me a success quote if you have one. I do. Awesome. And it's something that actually Nick used to mention all the time when we first started working together and I've sort of taken it on because it always resonates for me. And it's basically little things done consistently and in excellence create a major impact. So that is about scheduling. That is about making sure that that you're operating always, you know, in an accountable way. It just you know it it just sort of if you do things consistently and in excellence You've done your best. So that's how I, I like to... That, that's my life. mantra. Yeah. Very cool. Um, can you remember what really put that together for you? If you Have you always lived in that, in that way, or did you ever kind of need to shift into that? I did have to shift into it because I realized that um, I am such a workhorse. I grew up with a single mom. I grew up sort of raising my brother a little bit got kids, there's just a lot of multitasking, and I was finding that I wasn't actually taking, doing, taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. So that's when the scheduling came in, that's when the balance piece of it, I sort of had to shift into a balance. And it's funny, like my, my happy place is the beach, and so I make sure that I go run there three times a week. Mm-hmm. And I realized when I do that, and, I, and I, I make that shift to 
being quiet for sometimes is when I have my best ideas, when I have my best um, moments, when I, you know, it, it, when I'm just, when I'm, when I'm, yeah, when I'm quiet and it's hard mm -hmm. for someone like me who's busy mm -hmm. to get quiet. So that's become important. So I realized more and more that balance is, is key to success. Was that something that you were able to do in your past career or is that something that really came to you after you started real estate? No, it, it just me started, yeah, I think in real estate. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Tell me about the quality of life that you feel in, in your career. I think it's amazing. So whether, you know... I, I feel like I am surrounded by amazing coworkers, amazing family, amazing friends. Um, I have to say that my assistant Kate and I we laugh every day. Mm -hmm. So regardless, I mean this is this is a hard it's a hard job. You know this is not about a commission. It's about managing expectations. It's about um, uh, again, as I said, being accountable, um, having you know always thinking that how grateful we are to be in this career and, and encounter all these amazing people. But it's also, you know, about a negotiating and it can be tough. And mm -hmm. so um, I think the important thing is no matter how hard it can be, because you're also navigating people's emotional status, whether it's a divorce or a, a, a move across country. So I think that the key is, is just to really, you know, be able to enjoy it and, and um, be serious about it, but also, you know, not to, be able to detach yourself from the outcome because mm -hmm. this is a people business. Yeah. Have you had any challenges through through your life? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. My mom was a single mom. My dad was a deadbeat dad. <laughs> my mom was my principal growing up, so she expelled my boyfriends, oh my and <laughs> that's not ever an, you know an easy place to be. Um, and I grew up in a in a in a uh, area of town that was incredibly um, prosperous and affluent. And you know, we what were, city did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Basking Ridge, New Jersey. Oh wow! Yeah. So, um, and it was amazing. But you know, I was the faculty brat. We lived in a small house. Um, you know, I had a, I was think I was the only kid in my class that had a paper route when I was 11 years old in the snow. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's made me so appreciate what I have, mm -hmm. and I think it's. That's what's created, um, I think, my work ethic. That's mm -hmm. what's created me wanting to always pay it forward. You know, I, I really, that's the space that I, I, I like to be in. Cool. How, um, how did you know that you wanted to have kids? Um, gosh. I first, I think, I, I got married when I was fairly young. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, we were surrounded by them, and I loved them. I was an au pair, actually, out in L.A. Oh, cool. when I was in college. And, you know, I'm the one that would, like, take them to, you know, Six Flags, Magic Mountain. And I, and I love it. And I, I'm very young at heart. And mm -hmm. I always, even now at 45, I'm, I still feel, you know, I can roll the, I can go to the roller derby mm -hmm. or I can go to the country club, and it all works for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think keeping, keep, staying young at heart is key. So, yeah, my kids, we have... A blast. So, do they um, do they play a big role in in kind of your your work life too? Are you are you incorporating kind of a blend of that or? Well, have they helped me farm a neighborhood? <laughs> yes, they have. Awesome. <laughs> I do all these food, uh, these charity drives for One Voice, where I leave um, 
a really nice note and a, you know, a brown paper bag. And it's a great way for me. I don't love door knocking, but it's a great way for me to pe meet people in the neighborhood because they can call me and I can go pick it up. So yeah, they've helped me in that way. But cool. also, you know what? I'm, I don't come from a family that's going to pay for their college mm -hmm. or so whatever I do, you know, I'm doing it for them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Very cool. Um, when you came to LA, how did you kind of decide where you wanted to be? When we came to LA, my mom actually lives out here. So one of the key motivating factors for moving out here was to be near her, especially mm -hmm. with grandkids. Yeah. She is my rock. She is my solid. She mm -hmm. is just, when I think of angels and people that I respect, that is her. So I wanted to make sure I was nearby. She lives in Mar Vista, and mm -hmm. she actually is the head, uh, the head of the elementary school at Crossroads. Okay. And so for me, we had to sort of figure out where to put four kids, and um, my ex-husband at the time was working in Century City, mm -hmm. so we f and I was working actually in Brentwood with my radio career, and so we sort of plopped in the middle in Westwood, mm -hmm. you know, sent the kids to Westwood Charter, and uh, now they're actually at Crossroads. Cool. Yeah. Good. So tell me more about growing up with, um, with a single mom who, who created like a, a great example for you, and has that played into your drive and your determination and, and created yes. the business person that you are? Absolutely. She's a hard worker. She's still working. Um, you know, I, yeah, she, she is one of my mentors. Yeah, as I said, one of my angels. So she set a table for us that was all about, you know what? You've got to pay it forward. You've got to give back. Mm -hmm. You've got to sort of earn your keep. You've got to pick up your bootstraps every day. And so it was good. You know, it was tough love, but it was such amazing love. So yeah, mm. absolutely. And you have uh, a very specific way of planning your business out each year, don't you? I do. Can you tell the audience more about how yeah. that is crafted? Absolutely. So um, what I try to do every year is, again, it's about scheduling. And for me... Um, that's really important. So this year, as you know, we all do this Think and Grow Rich series. And I really love to use that time to plan for the year ahead. And what I'd like to go is to go back to sort of my core values. And, and this year, I actually started out by doing a mind map, mm -hmm. and um, which is really cool, sort of a brain splat on paper of all the things you want to accomplish, whether it's your financial goals, your spiritual goals, your you know, work habits, whatever it may be. And I started out this year in a funny way. Um, and I started out with my ideal week, mm -hmm. my ideal client, and my ideal partner. And okay. I started out that way. Yeah. And then from there, I built my business plan. Okay. And so my business plan now is about 10 pages long. Mm -hmm. And I started out with my affirmation. And then I did my value proposition, which is, you know, what makes me different than other people? Mm -hmm. Or what do I bring to the table um, uh, if I'm going to sit in a room with someone? And then I went over sort of my goodness and gratitude qualities, and then I laid out my marketing plan. So incorporating giving back and community service, incorporating uh, community, incorporating uh, marketing, incorporating advertising. So it's all laid out month by month, and I've plugged in what I want to do. Perfect. Yeah. So do you feel like you are able to, to stick to that monthly routine? Is that something that you've done in the past, or...? 
It is. Um, it is, you know, again, just like your schedule, it's going to change and waver depending on what's happening. But as long as I have something that I can see, because I mm -hmm. think that if you don't see it in black and white, for me, I'm a paper and pen person. Mm -hmm. I need to see it and lay it out. And if I don't stick to it, it's one thing, but I also know I'm not sticking to it because something else came up that I need to deal with that's important. Mm -hmm. So, Were you always a business person, even in the radio career, or were you, was creating a like your own business as a realtor, is that a new venture for you? It's funny, I don't think of myself as a business person. Mm -hmm. I think of myself always as a people person. Uh -huh. So for me, my business has been created about from being a people person. Uh -huh. So again, I love people, um, I'm real with people, uh, I tell them like it is, and I've become a damn good negotiator, mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like I can, I can rally with the best of them, and so I guess being a people person and, and doing this job where you're always dealing with, you know, clients that are, are, you know, going through things and whatnot, you're sort of, it makes you strong. Mm -hmm. And so I think I, I probably from being that person who people can relate to, I think it's made me now a great business person. Sure. And the goal setting that you, you do in the financial aspect of, of crafting that business, how did you kind of step into that? mindset? Well, I think it's one of those things when you're not gifted money or you don't, you know, it's sort of one of those things where, you know, I have to bring it and mm -hmm. so I've got to fire in my belly and yeah. so that's what I bring to the table. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good. Um, you fit a lot into your day. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about I do. your daily practice. What time do you wake up? Mm -hmm. What do you make sure to set on the on the schedule every day and run through a typical day in the life of Dana? Oh gosh. You? Okay, it's always different. Okay. It's always um, uh, it's always it's it's it yeah, there's a lot. I think I can take on a lot in a day. Which okay. most people do in a week, but I think that's the difference when you do have a lot of children and you are managing a lot of clients or escrows. Mm -hmm. You're able to just sort of roll easy mm -hmm. with changes and fluctuations and this was moved to here and it, it, it doesn't throw me off. Mm -hmm. I can sort of navigate those waters very well. So usually I wake up at about, well, my son now wakes, my son wakes me up because he wakes up like at 5.30. So <laughs> he wakes up, um, we usually hang out together get, uh, do all the carpools, mm -hmm. um, get the lunches packed, get everyone at school. And then depending on usually actually either, um, three times a week, I, I make a point to be at the beach. Mm -hmm. One of them is usually a run that I do by myself. Great. Um, and then the other two, I usually actually, I love to do, uh, I guess multitasking in, in, in the sense that I'll, I'll walk with a client or a good friend. So, That's great. Yeah, so it's sort of like you're getting your exercise, you're getting your fresh air, but you're also connecting with people you haven't seen. So mm -hmm. my girlfriend's like Liza and Alicia and Michelle, and you know, we have just amazing times down there, amazing chats, we, and, and it always gives me an, a great brainstorm for something mm -hmm. new to do. So then usually I go to the office, Kate and I usually do a sit down and do a touch base, and we lay out our days. What um, time does that usually happen? Usually about if I'm not if I'm not doing the run usually we're there by nine. Okay. Yeah, I drop off school at eight thirty, and then you know we spend the morning really just going over sort of the minutia of what has to be done today and mm -hmm. each divvying up our our task list mm -hmm. and then um, I always make sure to have at least one client lunch a week mm -hmm. and one friend lunch a week. Cool. Um, so it's just it's just trying to build those little times in. Mm -hmm. um, but we've actually blocked our calendar. We're actually going to white since it's now December. 
19th, we're actually going to wipe the calendar clean now mm -hmm. and just reset it for next year. Cool. So, yeah. So how does, um, how does that play in the, in setting it new? What are you going to make sure to incorporate into a fresh calendar? I think sometimes too, because I think what happens at the end of a year when you put in lunch with client, you, you just start deleting it because you see it pop up all the time. Uh -huh. So I'm just going to sort of maybe change the day of it or, uh -huh. you know, things like that. But also look back at my marketing plan and my mind map. So if I'm thinking of, I have to do this community service thing, you know, this community service event here, I want to plant seeds ahead of time that I'm doing that. So mm -hmm. sort of backtracking into the calendar instead of... So it's almost like setting the goal and then... Figuring out backwards to, what it takes how, to yes, achieve it. how to get there. Okay. Yeah. yeah makes total sense. Sort of, sort of baby steps to the, yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. And um, what kind of technologies do you and your, your teammate Kate use to make your business happen? Are you... Kate is amazing. Uh -huh. I still love my pen and paper, which frustrates her, <laughs> but um, I'm a list maker. So anyway, we, we just launched our website. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a long time in the making, but we did that. Um, and I actually have just started to work with a woman who's helping me do my social media. So, Great. you know, I'm not as savvy at, on when to post mm -hmm. or, you know, you know, I would be posting me at 11 o'clock at night, which is according to you know, not necessarily not the right the time. Way. <laughs> but that's when it fit into your day. <laughs> exactly. But that's when I got it done. So anyway, so I'm using this really wonderful woman, Amy Anderson, and she's helping me just get all of those, the Twitter, the Facebook, you know, everything in order and she's mm -hmm. she helps me post things that are relevant um, so it's great so she can sort of be my eyes and ears in that department and I post my own things but she keeps it steady and 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 moving forward that's been something that's been incredibly valuable for me this year mm -hmm. I have um, my virtual assistant Yolanda who is incredible and she really helps me keep up with those kinds of posts and I mean there's so many components of a real estate business now right, right. that like it's just nice to have that backup. So yeah, it's, and it's not just about selling a house anymore. It's about it's 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 there's, yeah. yeah. There's so many pieces. Totally. Mm -hmm. I um, I was listening to another podcast actually with um, with uh, a gentleman named Chris Drucker on my friend Lewis's house Lewis Houses podcast, and um, they were talking about how they they use a like a virtual assistant as kind of like a general contractor, and then subcontractors to fulfill all the little different tasks that are out there and it's it's crazy in this business especially we we have so many components that are going into every single transaction yeah um so what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced with um with all of those different components and how do you manage those and manage your your life <laughs> you know what I do one day at a time. Uh -huh. That's my that's my other mantra because if I look at my calendar for the week, you know, I think my head might explode. So um, I have a family calendar that all my kids can, you know, see and, and who's doing what. And then I have my work calendar. Um, and, you know, Kate and I have defined our roles in a way which um, I really almost don't have to talk to her anymore. We know what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we know who's taking care of what. And that's been fantastic. But as far as um, managing it, I think the key is always setting the table mm -hmm. with your clients, um, with your week, with 
you know, your kids, whatever it is, and then managing that. And it's not always easy, mm-hmm. but as long as you're honest and, and, and truthful about, you know, I'm not going to walk into a house and tell somebody that it's worth 500,000 more than it is because I want the listing. I can't, I, I can't yeah. do that. No. So, and I think you're just setting yourself off in a bad way. So I think it's really doing that. Mm-hmm. I think it's really just setting the table, scheduling, um, and being accountable to what, you know, you want your week to be. Mm-hmm. Had you been interested in architecture at all before you got into real estate or, or was that something that kind of developed along with, um, with the career? Well, funny enough, I, um, I went to Smith College in Massachusetts, Northampton, and um, I actually was an art history major. Awesome. Yeah. So I lived in Italy my junior year abroad oh, for the year. Fabulous. And it was great because it, um, it wasn't an English-speaking program. It was mm-hmm. an Italian-speaking program. So all of our classes were in Italian. Um, we had to take a class at the University of Florence. So that was great. Had you been learning Italian before you I went? S- I know. I s- so that if you want to do your junior year, you have. To- I started when I was a freshman. Incredible. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Do you still speak? After a glass of wine. Okay. I can, I can mumble, <laughs> it starts flowing. I can, I can mumble a little <laughs> bit, but yeah. But that's actually one of my goals this year is mm-hmm. to get back into that because cool. I yeah. Can you can you understand quite a bit of it still? Yeah, I, I can understand it. Yeah, just absolutely. Conversational, it might be a yes. little bit more difficult. Yeah, yeah. My dad, um, his family spoke Italian all the way through his childhood, and he would be able to understand them, but he was never really very social about it. So, yeah. um, so I, and I, I feel that way with Spanish. Like I can understand so much of it, but when I go to speak it, I'm just like, how <laughs> 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 the words are not happening. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, do you have any other success habits that you've set that, um, that have kind of played into the vast success that you've had in your, in your business? It's funny. It's hard for me. I'm not someone who, I have a really hard time self-promoting. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think like I'm a giver, not a taker. And I think I have a really hard time self-promoting. So, um, I think the success is... Again, I've got so many amazing ambassadors out there, mm-hmm. people I've worked with that continually refer. And I always ask people, you know, once we've removed contingencies on a property, I always ask them for a testimonial mm-hmm. um, before, you know, we actually close. Because once they close, they're busy with moving and painting and all that. So usually before we close, I'll ask them to write a testimonial. And um, that's something I feel better sharing. Or I know Nick's written me a letter before. Mm-hmm. I, I, feel, I feel better having it come from a third party, and mm-hmm. I, that's what I need to get better about. Okay. Yeah. So both of us have spent time in Thinking Grow Rich, uh, defining our gratitude and our, our goodness statements. What are you grateful for? I am so grateful for so many things, and I actually am going to read it to you because I actually wrote it down, and I'm going to read it to you because there's so many, and I don't want to miss one. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so this year in Thinking Grow Rich, I actually run one of the groups, and I run um, uh, one out of Brentwood, and it was a great group, Um, and not only, you know, we all work in these sort of, as independent contractors, but doing Thinking Grow Rich really brings people together as associates and partners and Mm -hmm. friends and collaborators, and so um, I actually had everyone write down their goodness and uh, gratitude qualities, and we shared them. So my goodness qualities... And again, it's hard to be self-promoting, but I'll just, I'm going to own it. Okay. So I believe in always paying it forward. 
I believe in the ability to rise above being a victim. I genuinely and honestly care. I have the ability to be playful and channel my inner child always. Um, I know I can't take it with me, so I embrace each day. I love my friends and family with all my heart. I have the ability to always keep it real and authentic. I believe in giving rather than taking. I've been a rock for so many people, but I have my rocks as well, mm-hmm. which are my angels and the people that are my mentors in life. And I know that joy, peace, and happiness are the bricks of my own foundation and moral compass. Mm. As far as gratitude qualities, those um, are a little different. And again, I'm so grateful for so many things, but I'm grateful for my family who loves me unconditionally. I'm grateful for my friends who keep it real. I'm grateful for waking up with my health every morning. I'm grateful for both the difficult times and the amazing wins as they've made me who I am today. I'm grateful for the angels that have helped guide me. I'm grateful for the career and clients that make me show up every day. I'm grateful for the beach, which is my peace, my inspiration, and my go-to when I need to run, breathe, and simply be. I'm grateful for Kate, my assistant, who's allowed me to create more balance. I'm grateful for laughter and the daily events that make me smile every day. And I'm grateful for living in such a fabulous city where the sun shines and opportunities are endless. Awesome. Is that too much? No, it's okay. wonderful. <laughs> you mentioned uh, a childlike quality. And yeah. um, I, it's, that's something that just really resonates with me because I feel like a lot of people are just taking themselves so seriously and putting so much stress on themselves. Mm-hmm. And as I grow up, I start to realize that incorporating that childlike curiosity about life is mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. Um, so that is just so wonderful for it you is. to... It's, it's about... It's just, it is. And I, I love that. And I mean, I think the people that are in my, in my core group, whether it's at work or whether it's um, my family, my friends, I feel like I bring that to people and mm-hmm. it allows them to then be themselves and bring out theirs. So yeah. whether it's doing some fun thing with my girlfriends, like going to the roller derby and having mm-hmm. a PBR beer. Like, I mean, just great things and things that you, and I also do every year sort of like a bucket list, you know, mm-hmm. like I want to do a surfing class. There's a women's cool. surf divas and I want to go do a mom daughter event. Like just laying out some of those things that, you know, are on that bucket list that aren't mm-hmm. so, you know, travel the world, but little things that yeah. can bring that out, I think are really important. Yeah. Incorporating those qualities into every day mm-hmm. makes a life worth living. Yeah. I think it's really fun yeah. that way. And my job is at some point to embarrass my kids so I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> every parent is, has that role. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So. Something else you mentioned that stood out to me, you said um, that you believe in not being the victim. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Okay, so we are surrounded all the time, you know, whether with just people that it's basically, you know, life half full, life half half empty, Mm -hmm. um, below the belt, above the belt. And I just feel like we're surrounded. There's so many people that are a victim Mm -hmm. and, and you can't bring out your inner child. You can't be that rock for somebody else if mm-hmm. you're in that space. That's true. So, um, yeah, I just, I always want to rise above that. Whether, you know, excuse the language, the shit hits the fan or whatever it is, you know, I could be penniless and I still will laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how I've always been. Yeah. So, have you, um, 
have you had any moments of of just complete uh just i i'm so frustrated or i'm so oh yeah i mean okay. this all sounds well and good but we've all had um, our moments i had a property that was an escrow um you know literally over ask um buyers willing to do everything uh literally almost every contingency removed and you know it, it did the seller at the last minute you know was a taker and end up just canceling just because and you know it's, it's just those moments where you know you work for two months and there's but it didn't matter that 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 was right for that person but when you don't get a thank you mm -hmm. for all the work you've done that's I think that that's the frustrating part so it's not losing the deal because I'm detached from the outcome what was right for that person was right mm -hmm. but I think you know just being able to say thank you or being able to say I'm sorry or being able to say you know what, you did a great job. Those mm -hmm. are the things that are important. Yeah. It seems like you're the kind of person that is very in tune with vocalizing that. Um, do you feel like that helps you attract more people that are, are in, in like, or? Yeah, because you know what, I'm always gonna be, I'll always be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, as you know here, you know, we have to sign a trust agreement with a company about how we operate and we have to do with our, with our our clients and so for me I just think that you know I'll always speak from the heart and I'll mm -hmm. always believe it's sort of in quote keeping it real and I mm -hmm. think that's really important because I want people to know who I am and I mm -hmm. want to know who they are and there's no reason to not wear it on your sleeve yeah as I get to be more comfortable with myself and who I am I I start to feel like there's nobody watching me like I always thought there was have you experienced that same kind of feeling or? Yeah, and you know what? And I've, I've, I think, I don't know, maybe in my like ripe old age right now, I feel like, you know what? You only live once mm -hmm. and you know, I can dance in my car and listen to crazy music and you know what? That's how I, that's how I operate. And yeah. I will attract people that do the same thing, mm -hmm. you know? So as you, Imagine your world in the coming few years. What are you wanting to create? Um, I want to create. Well, as far as my family, I want to. I want to make sure that you know. Obviously, my kids are taken care of. But I want to. I think some. It's funny because when my oldest daughter went started high school, it's when you really start thinking about your chapter after kids. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. I feel like. Right now, um, I want to make sure my kids are all set up in an amazing way, mm -hmm. but that they've earned it and, and, and made it happen also for themselves. Yeah. And then I think about my next chapter, and I want it to be about joy and peace and love. And I want, and the amazing thing for me is that I think the thing I am most proud of in my life is being surrounded by amazing people. Mm -hmm. And those are the people I want in my next chapter. Cool. Yeah. So that's really what I want. I want to continue that pool um, of people in my life. And I've weeded my garden of all the, the toxic, the time suckers. Like, I just, I can't, I just, there's no time. So, How, um, I mean, that's been something that I've really focused on in the last couple of years as well. How can somebody do that? I, I want people who are listening to this show to if they've got that energy or that force that's just like a vampire sucking yeah. the blood out of them, 
How can they let that go? I think the first thing that's important to do is to figure out your own boundaries. You mm-hmm. know, are you going to be the, the person that picks up the phone at 11 o'clock at night? Are you going to be the person that allows somebody to, that, you know, to, are you going to be someone that's going, they sort of say like your arms can be flailing around or you can have a Tai Chi stance. Mm-hmm. And I sort of always remember that. And a uh, woman, Heather, always reminds me of that. Like get your Tai Chi stance on, mm-hmm. stand strong and write down your boundaries, you mm-hmm. know, because I think whether it's, you know, the hours you're working for your business. Um, uh, again, I define my ideal client, my ideal partner, and my ideal week, mm-hmm. and I'm sticking to it. And yeah. so that those are I set my boundaries, and then I put that together. And I think that that's really important, you mm-hmm. know. And, and also, if you can set your boundaries, create that for yourself, and then let people know that you have boundaries, you actually become much more. You you, you become someone that I think is just that much more admired. Mm-hmm. What kind of people are you wanting to attract into your life? Hmm. Well, do you want to hear my ideal client? I do. Okay. This year, I'm going to continue to give my very best, complete presence, and utmost care to my clients. My clients are honest, caring, and loyal, and trust me implicitly with the sale and purchase of their home. These clients listen to what I have to say, know that they can lean on me, and also understand my boundaries. Once a home purchase sale, a purchase or sale is complete, these clients give me both glowing testimonials and the promise to refer me to anyone they know that might be considering buying or selling. They believe in me, they understand why they chose me to represent them, and they continue to make my reputation shine out there in the world as they are my ambassadors for life. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. How cool. (laughs) Um, What's the best business advice that you've received in your real estate career? Hmm, that's a toughie. so much of it is not just a one word. Um, I think that, I think it's always understanding how to recreate yourself. Mm-hmm. So understanding how to shape yourself based on what's going on. So um, I know that with Nick and the Think Grow Rich series, that, even though it's not quote business planning, mm-hmm. that probably is the best series of, for me as to, giving me motivation, being able to shape what I'm doing, be mm-hmm. able to take me back to rethink what I did wrong, what, what I can do better. So I don't know if it's like one thing, but I think that that series always just gives me amazing reflection on mm-hmm. where I want to go and how I need to shift to make the next year just that much better. And every year I have basically doubled my income. Incredible. Yeah. Good. So you've been participating in Think and Grow Rich for four years? or Four years. Four. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and I've been a group leader for, I think, three of them. Cool. Yeah. How fun. Um, what other mentors have you had? It's funny. All of the, um, every, believe it or not, every person I've been employed by as far as your boss or mm-hmm. your CEO, I've had a great rapport with and mm-hmm. have been like-minded. So um, whether it was when I was an au pair working with a family, there's just a certain Simpatico. Simpatico, a vibe, a, a something that just felt good in my, in my belly. Mm-hmm. And when I worked in New York at MJI, um, this fellow Josh Feigenbaum was, you know, he, he was gruff. He didn't really wear it in sleeve, but again, he had my back and I worked so hard for him. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, I have an amazing story, actually. I was working, um, this, is, uh, this, is the, this is the sort of person I'm talking about. So I was working really late one night. It was probably about 8 o'clock, and it was just he and I in the office, um, and uh, right in Times Square. And he saw, I'd staying late because I was trying to plan my wedding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my mom and dad couldn't really help that much, so I sort of had to do it on my own. So I was trying to do some research, and he knew I was a little stressed about it. So... I wrapped everything up, and he said, Daniel, come to my office. And I said, okay. And he said, I just want to let you know that um, I adore you and your work ethic. And he gave me $10,000 for my wedding. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. I mean, it's that sort of thing where, you know, angels. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick is another angel of mine. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you work every day or do yes. you? Okay. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like you also incorporate a lot of fun into every day. Yeah, I so do. I do. It's neat to see a balance. Some of, it's interesting to, to have now as I have done so many more of these shows mm -hmm. to have different successful realtors on. And, um, some of them like schedule out full days. And for me, I have a really hard time doing that because I, I just feel like I... But I, I do incorporate a lot of good fun time into my day, too, so... Yeah. I mean, you can plot it out, but you also have to let... If you plot it out too much, mm -hmm. you, need to, you need to allow things to happen to you also. Mm -hmm. And whether that's that friend that came in from out of town, you're like, you know, let's go have lunch, whatever it is. Those are the great things in life. Sure. So sometimes you just have to... And you have those to are look, the things that yeah. you remember most. <laughs> yeah, and you have to allow room for that. So, yeah. um, and I used to feel really guilty. I felt like... If I'm not in the office doing something or if I'm going for a run, I, I felt, would feel guilty about that. And I realized, you know what? My runs are, have maybe say, helped me save my life. You know, yeah. they're, they're my, my moment. And, well, you and know, you stay healthy and recharged. Yeah, and yeah. And what I do actually now is um, when I do my run, I usually park down at Annenberg Beach House. Mm -hmm. And then I go run all the way past Temescal to the very end. Cool. And then I always take my shoes off, I walk down to the ocean and I write an affirmation, cool. clarity or, you know, joy or whatever it may be. And sometimes I take a picture of it. I, mm -hmm. I think I have a few on my Instagram page. Mm -hmm. And um, put my shoes back on, I run back. And it just gives cool. me like, it just cements it for me every day. Awesome. I think that is so powerful. I, uh, I'm also a very like tangible kind of, so the act of actually like writing that affirmation out mm -hmm. just it, it seems really neat to me so yeah. I think that's cool that you yeah. said that yeah and it's funny because during Think and Grow Rich um, we also did you know our vision boards and I know some people don't really believe in these things but um, I do and it's funny because I laid out my ideal scenarios I did my vision board about maybe I don't know two and a half three months ago mm -hmm. And I looked at it yesterday, and so many of those things are showing up right now. It's cool. And it's, it's cool. We're not into the new year, and, and things are showing up, which is amazing. Have you, uh, have you been doing a vision board each year through, through the past four years? Yeah, but now I, I have. I don't think I did one the first year, but I did one last year, mm -hmm. and I actually framed it in my office at work. Cool. And then I have another one, um, and I'll actually send it to you, you if you want to you know, yeah. look at it. And, um, uh, yeah, Jesse Morton is going to hang it for me today. It's in my office and awesome. it's framed, but yeah, he's going to hang it for me today. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, what excites you and drives you every day? Hmm. 
I mean, I have to say, I wake up happy most every day. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not trying to sound like a, a do-good or whatever, but I, I just, I, I really do. Mm -hmm. And um, what excites me is, you know, picking my kids up at school. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to the soccer game. It's knowing that everything's going to be okay, even though things go wrong. It's about new chapters and what's going to happen this year. Mm -hmm. So those are the things, sort of not knowing but having really positive thoughts for what the day might be. And, mm -hmm. and it's funny because everyone in our office thinks, you know, Kate and I have a, a great rapport, mm -hmm. but we do laugh every day and we make this job as fun it can, as it can be. Yeah. And it's exciting because in all honesty, the funniest things happen to us, but I think because we allow it. I mean, it's it's really, and everyone in the office knows it. In our mm -hmm. my office knows that it's just there's there's, there's laughter there's coming from laughter, Dana's office. There's laughter. Yes, there is. <laughs> yeah, but also uber responsibility. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, imagine your burning desire. What is your dream for your life? Hmm. Wow, that's a big one. <laughs> my dream it's sort of funny because I feel like my dream would be at the end of my life to be able to look back and know that I've touched hundreds of people mm -hmm. in one way or the other mm. I'm gonna like start to cry yeah. um, so that's it my yeah. mom did it mm -hmm. I think I do it I think I'm like getting weepy um so that would be it. And I try That's to do it every day. Cool. What's your vision for the world? Oh my gosh, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that everyone can operate, could operate like that. Mm -hmm. That everyone could come from a place of giving. Everyone could, you know, feel like it can be a meeting of the minds, not a, you know, one way, my way. Mm -hmm. And if everyone operated like that, yeah, I think mm -hmm. we'd be in a really great space. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for action steps that people can take to bring them closer to achieving that or achieving what's in their heart? I think the first thing that someone has to do is get real with themselves. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, mm -hmm. um, I think things just unfold. So I think mm -hmm. you get real with yourselves and that makes you be able to be real with your clients, your family, your friends. And um, so that that's, yeah, I think that's what it would be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I am so grateful for you spending some time with me. And Even though I got weepy on you? <laughs> no, it's wonderful. It's, it's nice to, I mean, we've, we've shared a great friendship on, on some levels through, through working together, but right. this has been really nice to, to connect with you in this way and, Mm -hmm. And I feel a lot closer to you and learning yeah. and learning what makes you tick. So thank you. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm sure that our listeners are going to love it. So thank you. <laughs> absolutely. And I just want to thank you. And as I said, like this is the great thing about working here is that we can do this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not about who is what listing or whatever it is. We're just sharing ourselves. Yeah. And uh, that's, I mean, that's who I'm and I know that's who you are too. So cool. thank you. Such an inspiration. 
Thank you to my lovely guest, Dana Cataldi, for sharing your journey and your truth here with us on Real Shift Radio. Be sure to check out today's show notes at dialdominic.com slash 10 and connect there with our guest today, Dana. I can't believe we're already into the double digits now, shifters. I've got some amazing guests coming to you soon, so continue to tune in for giant inspiration from some truly awe-inspiring people in real estate. Next week, I'm so thrilled to bring you my interview with Madison Hildebrand, founder of the Malibu Life team in Malibu, California, and original cast member of Bravo's Million Dollar Listing. It should be an awesome episode that you won't want to miss. Until next time, shifters, keep it real. Real.